0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
1: Hello there, almost the end of the year, the first of November, as we get into WIA and the National News Service. And I'm Graham VK4, Baker Baker. Free Wi-Fi in smart cities. West Australia's Public Transport Authority is the latest to plan free Wi-Fi on Perth's trains, buses and ferries. Similar initiatives are in various implementation stages for other Australian capital cities and regional areas in partnership with internet service providers. Around the world, free Wi-Fi is catching on. To meet consumer demand, it's now in some shopping centres and accommodation places. Members from the Townsville Amateur Radio Club will be putting on a portable display of amateur radio by invitation of the Townsville City Council for the TCC International Men's Day Employee Expo. This is being held in conjunction with Crocs Basketball at the RSL Stadium Murray Sporting Complex Wednesday, November 11. Warship and its crew on it, the 75th anniversary of the HMAS Meribur has indeed been an occasion of pomp and ceremony. The RSL Lions Club and community were among the many supporters. Mike Charteris, VK4QS, worked hard with others to make it a success and got media coverage as well. He says on the historic day, the crew of the current patrol boat, HMAS Meriburah, were granted freedom of entry to the city of Meriburah in Queensland. World War II veterans from the original HMAS Meriburah, Jack Smith and Brian Bleachmore, both 95, were present and enjoyed the occasion. Well done, as we remember those who serve this country well, lest we forget.
0: From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service, originating from VK1 WIA. WIA
1: Board Talk, and this week we'll be looking at the November issue of Amateur Radio Magazine, Memnet, a look at the 1296 MHz band plan, the WIA to reprint its foundation manual, and licence letters from the ACMA, and exactly what they mean. As part of the new Spectra system, the Australian Communication and Media Authority, the ACMA, will send revalidation letters to all radio amateurs 90 days before licences are due to expire. This letter, or email, has the ACMA licence number, however it does not include your call sign or call signs. You can easily confirm call signs associated with licence numbers online via the ACMA website. A validation notice is sent to all licence holders and not just radio amateurs. The purpose of this is to allow licensees to check or change their details or surrender a licence. If the details are correct and you do not surrender a licence, then the ACMA wants you to take no action until you receive a renewal notice, which is the time to pay for the renewal. The ACMA sends an invoice for renewing licence holders and, after you have paid, a renewal summary will be sent out. It is worth also mentioning that the renewal notice will not contain your call sign. So once again, you may need to visit the ACMA website and look up your licence number to confirm the call sign being renewed. Now here is an important reminder. If the ACMA does not have your details correctly recorded, it cannot send those letters. For instance, you may have changed your postal address or failed to update them with your current email address. Renewal is always the licensee's responsibility. Please check now to avoid delays or cancellation of your license and your call sign being reassigned to somebody else. The ACMA contact details are on the letter. Telephone 1300 850 115 or email info at acma.gov.au. It's been suggested to the WIA band planner John Martin VK3KM that the band 1296 MHz should have a frequency reserved for information beacons, similar to the 145.65 MHz frequency on 2 metres. These information beacons may automatically transmit club information, WIA news items, CW practice material and so on. The ideal frequency is in the FM simplex segment, but not too close to frequencies used for two-way or repeater operations. A suitable frequency for the 23cm band could be 1294.7. Any comments would be appreciated. And these go to John Martin, VK3KM. Email address is vk3km at wia.org.au. The third edition of the popular WIA publication, Your Entry into Amateur Radio, the Foundation Licence Manual, is to be released in early 2016 the contents of the 108-page manual are receiving necessary but minor changes. The book is not only essential for anybody interested in getting their foundation licence, but is also a useful reference for anybody interested in learning about amateur radio. The WIA exam service reports a healthy number of new foundation licences being issued. However, stocks of the foundation licence manual are getting low, so a reprint has been ordered. Memnet registration is easy, but are you registered? Among the WIA membership benefits is access to the Secure Members Net, or Memnet. It enables you to update personal details, receive a subscription renewal notice, news, and the digitised monthly amateur radio magazine. WIA member Steve Z01TPH, yes, in New Zealand, has expressed his thanks to the WIA board for this value-added membership service. In his own words... It was easy to register and download three years of AR, a real plus. Are you registered with Memnet? Does it have your correct details? Or want to get the digital version of Amateur Radio Magazine? Then visit the WIA website where all the simple steps needed to register are explained. The monthly WIA journal, Amateur Radio Magazine, is full of interesting reading this month. The annual ACMA licence fee has been a hot issue, seemingly raised infrequently in the past decade, but the WIA again spells out its reasoned and firm opposition to paying nothing for access to the spectrum. This topic is well covered in the WIA comment column by the President, Phil Waite, VK2ASD, and gets a run elsewhere in the magazine. The two feature stories are disaster recovery help by radio amateurs, that looks at the Nepal earthquake, And in the Anzac 100 series, how the WIA installed a state-of-art radio receiver at an Anzac hostel. Technical articles include a cheap frequency counter by Jim VK5JST, an introduction to PCB design from Eric VK5HSE, and Peter Parker VK3YE has a 7 MHz wind-up transmitter. Regular contributions are from Alara, Contest, CW Today, DX Talk, Soda and Parks and Robin VK7RH with a spotlight on SWLing and of course VHF, UHF, an expanding world. It also reveals that the Remembrance Day Contest trophy winner is VK5 with Alan Shannon VK4SN reporting on all of this year's results. Amateur Radio Magazine. It is sent monthly to WIA members, helping to keep them informed
2: about what is happening in this diverse, modern activity. What use is an F-call? In our hobby, we come across terms and names that we use and commonly understand. That is, we think we understand them. I mean, what's a velocity factor and what is a dielectric? Simple, right? The velocity factor is something to do with coax and the dielectric is something to do with capacitors. Next. Hold on, let's have a little closer look at this. The velocity factor is the wave propagation speed, or the velocity of propagation relative to the speed of light. That is to say, it's a percentage of the speed of light. In a piece of RG58, the velocity factor is anywhere between 66 and 73% of the speed of light. You already know that the wavelength of a frequency is dependent on the medium it's travelling through, So when you calculate the wavelength of 21MHz, you do some maths and out drops around 15 meters. If you want to make a resonant antenna, it has to be some part multiple of that wavelength. So a piece of wire 15 meters long will be a single wavelength. Well, no. The velocity of a wire will in effect slow down the radio wave. Thus it will mean that the resonant length is the velocity factor of the wire times the wavelength or in our first example, 66% to 15 metres. Yes, I've not taken into account the end effects and all manner of other things, but it's a good first approximation. One thing to note, that a piece of wire with a low velocity factor can be shorter, thus likely take up less space and perhaps even be cheaper, since copper is not a cheap element. So if metal is metal and we ignore the hyperbole about a $200 HDMI cable, how does one piece of copper get a higher velocity factor than another? That's where the dielectric comes in. Another term for dielectric constant is the relative permittivity. It's the measure of resistance that is encountered when forming an electric field in a medium. We start with vacuum, which by definition has a permittivity of 1. Teflon has a permittivity of 2.1. Polyethylene is 2.25. And for comparison, paper has a permittivity of 3.85. And water at room temperature is 80.1. Each of these materials resists the creation of an electric field in different ways. If you create coax with a dielectric that has a high relative permittivity, you end up with a low velocity factor, which means a shorter antenna or coax run. This is a simplified version of what's going on since I've not talked about the thickness of the dielectric, the thickness of the copper, the spacing between the centre core and the outer shield, but the basic takeaway is that everything is related to everything else. A simple term like velocity factor or dielectric hides a myriad of other concepts. Have a look around next time you think you know what something means. A surprise is sure to be waiting around the corner. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima, Alpha, Bravo.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU,
3: RSGB, SARL, Southgate, Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Reporting from Los Angeles, I'm John, VK2JPM. The IARU gears up for WRC 15 delegations are heading to the ITU, International Telecommunications Union, World Radio Communications Conference, and there'll be a strong team from the IARU, the International Amateur Radio Union. The ITU conference is in Geneva, Switzerland, running between November 2 to 27. In a book, the ITU describes WRC 15 as a new landmark for radio communication world and the use of satellites. The ITU has acknowledged the close cooperation it has with the IARU, founded in Paris in 1925 and the recognised spokesman for the amateur radio community. The IARU team has 18 members, about 10 of whom are actually with their WRC 15 country-based delegation. That includes, for example, Dale Hughes, VK1 DSH from Australia and Don Wallace, ZL2 TLL from New Zealand. As co-lead are the IARU President Tim Ellum, VE6SH, and Vice President Ol Garpestad, LA2RR. VE6SH said there'd been enormous preparation by the IARU and its member societies, which includes being active at numerous preparatory meetings held throughout the world. The IARU team will make their best effort for a possible allocation to amateur service near 5 MHz and watch other developments that may impinge on the amateur service and amateur satellite service. The IARU describes the potential new band as being a high priority for the amateur service, but it's not overconfident of getting the new secondary allocation as there's some opposition. The IARU will host a function on November 10th with all of the WRC 15 being invited to attend. It will also have an emergency communications display trailer on November 8-14 with IARU International Coordinator for Emergency Communications, Hans Zimmerman HB9AQS. The trailer mounted display will have equipment showing the voice, text and image mode capabilities for emergency communications plus a mobile antenna. Specialist German club Notfunk Deutschland, that's the Emergency Radio Germany, in agreement with the IARU Member Society Deutsche Amateur Radio Club, will have posters and other material. Hans HV9AQS, with the help of the three IARU Regional Emergency Communications Coordinators, has produced a single page in various languages as a handout at the display. The UK regulator Ofcom has announced auctioning former ham radio spectrum. Ofcom has this week confirmed plans for releasing valuable new airwaves that could be used to meet the growing demand for mobile broadband services. An auction is planned to take place in early 2016 for the spectrum, which has been made available by the Ministry of Defence as part of a wider government initiative to free up public sector spectrum for civil uses. A total of 190 megahertz of high capacity spectrum is being made available in two bands, 2.3 gigahertz and 3.4 gigahertz. And the reserve price, would you believe, a total of 70 million pounds for the spectrum. The spectrum to be auctioned comprises 2350 to 2390 megahertz, 3410 to 3480 megahertz and 3500 to 3580 megahertz. Election updates via ham radio. The new Indian Express reports on amateur radio involvement in local elections in Kerala state. The newspaper says there won't be any difficulty in getting the election updates from even the most remote polling station in the district, as a 30-member group led by a ham radio and disaster management society would transmit the poll news for the government as well as the district administration. For the same, a central control room has been opened at Hopu, said its custodian Manoj Galaxy and Vice President P.L. Nizamuddin. The ham radio would definitely help coordinate the election works in areas which lacks any information and communication facility. It was with the help of the ham radio that the news from the first tribal Panchayat was gathered by the district administration and the media when it went to the polls for the first time in 2010. Last time, when wild elephants attacked the election officials who were trapped inside the forests with polling equipment, it was from the control room set up at the collectorate that the then-collector contacted officials and gave directions. A first for Nepal. Ham Radio is involved in yet another safety project, this one in Nepal, which has just received its first two-metre repeater with a newly installed IRLP node. The repeater and node were created by the Baynet Amateur Radio Club in California, working with a university in Kathmandu. The repeater and node are expected to be particularly useful following the earthquake that struck Nepal last April, when more than 9,000 people were killed and 23,000 injured. The Baynet Club, WW6BAY, is a club most active in establishing repeater systems for use by the Red Cross and other public service organisations. And a final reminder to all amateurs that your station licence comes with certain operating conditions and your privileges can be withdrawn for violation of those conditions. VK7WI News are reporting that NTARC have recently been undertaking an on-air program of monitoring NTARC repeaters in an effort to track down the source of LIPD-type interference – That program has also inadvertently recorded a number of instances of questionable on-air behaviour by licensed amateurs, including an episode of very crude language, followed by sounds like an extended domestic argument. Doubtless, in this case, none of it was meant to be aired, but it was broadcast for all to hear. Remember, if we can record questionable behaviour, so can others, and it would not take much effort for the authorities to identify the culprit. Well, well said, VK7 News. For international news and on-air etiquette, I'm John, VK2JPM.
4: Operational News on Felix, VK4FUQ, Dateline, 2015-2016. WIA Spring, VHF/UHF field day, the weekend of the 14th and 15th of November. 2016, 10-10 International Summer Contest, August 6 and 7. Harry Angel, 80m Sprint, WIA. Provisional Day, Saturday, 7th of May. No word yet on any of the other WIA contests next year, so how about it? WA Contest Managers, send in your details for we contesters now. Special Event Stations, DX, Beacon Repeater and NetAdvice. Beth, MW0VOW, is back in Mozambique and signing C91B until the 3rd of November. Oliver, W6NV, will be on the zd 7 w from St Helena, AF022, until the 2nd of November. He will be active in all bands, 160 metres to 10 metres SSB and CW. QSL to his home call W6NV. A Sicilian station II9IARU was on the wireless now until the 31st of December, celebrating the 90th anniversary of the International Amateur Radio Union. Again, your call to listen for will be II9IARU. December 20 is when the WIA program ANZAC 100 ends, timed with the departure of ANZAC troops at Gallipoli in 1915. To commemorate the occasion, will be at least VK100 Anzac, VI3 Anzac, and VI6 Anzac. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inning.
0: From Australia, this is VK1 WIA, and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service, on RF, Internet Streaming, and Text, at wia.org.au.
5: Hi, I'm Brian, VK3GR, with Worldwide Special Interest Group news this week beginning at Digital. IARU Region 3 looks at 144.394 FM APRS. Following the conference in Bali, Working Group 2 agreed that the use of a common frequency for APRS would facilitate propagation studies and tracking of high-altitude balloons. The Region 3 directors are requested to consult with member societies and Regions 1 and 2 as to whether the frequency 144.39 MHz is suitable for a common APRS frequency in our Region 3. Worldwide Special Interest Group's final frontier, AstroPi, launch, changed. Two specialty augmented Raspberry Pis, called AstroPis, were planned to fly with UK astronaut Tim Peake, KG5BVI, to the ISS on December 15th. It appears the amount of cargo on Tim Sawyer's flight was overbooked, so the Astro Pies will instead fly to the ISS on an Orbital Sciences Cygnus cargo freighter, December 3rd from Cape Canaveral. To Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW. ILLW is a standout on the calendar. The premier event, the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend, already has 75 registrations from 20 countries, each eager to be part of this annual portable activity. The basic aims are to promote the heritage of navigation that kept seafarers safe and expose modern amateur radio to the wider general community. On August 20 and 21, a large number head for lighthouses, lightships and marine navigation beacons using portable amateur radio to put them on air. Whether you're in the Americas, Australasia, Europe, South Africa or Asia, there will be plenty of action. There were about 500 in nearly 50 countries this year, and it seems likely to be repeated in the 2016 event next August. To see the registrations so far, perhaps make one yourself, read past reports or the easy guidelines, visit the dedicated website illw.net. Now Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers. Melbourne Cup happens Tuesday, but what happens this Monday? Clive can tell us. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6
6: Charlie Sierra Whiskey. Tomorrow, Monday November the 2nd, is the first Monday of the month. Time once again for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly news and information bulletin to go to air. This month, as well as all the usual RAOTC news, we have items on the hero rats of Africa and also on how satellites can prevent illness. The principal HF transmission will be on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz upper sideband at 0100 UTC beamed north from Melbourne for the eastern states. An hour later at 0200 UTC. There will be a 40-metre transmission from Perth on 7088 kHz lower sideband, plus a simultaneous transmission via all linked Newswest repeaters. Please note the change of the 40-metre frequency to 7088 kHz. In addition, numerous local relays will take place. To find the times and frequencies for your area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au. Once again, that's www.raotc.org.au. And also, as from Tuesday, you can download the audio file from this website. Everyone, members and non-members alike... Is invited to listen to this interesting half hour of old timer news and information, and to participate in the callbacks afterwards. Seven three from Clive VK six
5: CSW. Once again, the ROATC monthly bulletin is scheduled for tomorrow, Monday, November second. Now, worldwide special interest groups, Rescue Radio, Wyson ACT. Wyson again assisted the Pedal Power organisation with communications during the Fitz Challenge bike ride. For those who are not familiar with this event, there are a variety of different length rides available to the competitors ranging from 50km to the longest at 255km with some pretty significant hill climbs included in these rides. Graham VK1GVC took on the organisational and event managerial role doing a superb job in getting everything together and running the event with the assistance of Matt, VK1FMDH, and John, VK1ET. Glenn, Mr Repeater, VK1XX, again put together a great repeater package, temporarily installing a portable 2-metre repeater at Isaacs Ridge and linking it to the Mount Ginini 2-metre repeater, which provided excellent repeater coverage over the whole course. vk one M.A. Matt from Weissen ACT says, was particularly good to see, or hear in most instances, quite a few newcomers participating on this event this year. We hope that you enjoyed your experience and also to see a lot more of you guys in future events. A sincere and very big thank you to everyone involved. There are only two more events this year, the Call of the Beasts event down at Kalula Palm on Saturday the 7th of November and Rally de Femme on the following weekend. Now, Hurricane Patricia. After landing on western Mexico out of the Pacific Ocean last week, the Category 5 Hurricane Patricia was downgraded to a tropical storm. The remnants of Hurricane Patricia headed north to Texas to cause flooding. A prepared Mexican population escaped relatively well despite downed trees, flooded streets and buildings being buffeted. Originally a Category 5 storm, it lost strength in the mountains and was downgraded to a tropical storm rated at Category 1. However, in western Mexico, on making landfall, it had rain and winds up to 266 kilometers an hour to be one of the strongest ever hurricanes. Zian Ague, XE1ATZ, reported that in the Mexican state of Colima, An emergency net on 7060 kHz was backed up by 14120 kHz and 21120 kHz to handle traffic. A state of emergency existed in three Mexican states, but he says the civil protection protocols worked very well, and it did not reach the populated and touristy areas. Finally from me, special interest groups, raw, Rotarians of Amateur Radio, Milestones in Japan, Raw Japan celebrated a significant milestone on the 8th of October 2015 on 7.075 MHz. It was their 11,000th morning call. The local conditions were not good that day because of a typhoon, but several stations worked the key station and the milestone was achieved. The morning call is held every morning on 7.075 MHz, except Sunday and national holidays, from 07.30 to 08.15 local time. And this has been continuous for 37 years. And for the rest of us, it's never too late to start. Until next time, I'm Brian, VK3GR.
1: Rewind.
5: What's new in radio communications?
1: Well, instead of what's new, let's rewind. Radio communications backhaul takes you on a trip down memory lane as today we look at what's happening in the critical communications field, but 25 years ago. The cover of the October-November 1990 issue of What's New in Radio Communications featured the Philips PRM80 series of mobile radios, which had been awarded an Australian Design Award and also became the first Australian product to receive one of West Germany's GUT Industry Form Awards. The very successful unit sold all around Australia and across the globe. Elsewhere in the magazine, L.W. Edwards of Moonraker Australia brought us up to date on marine mobile HF radio antenna design and they presented a case study on the communication system used by Yellow Cabs in Brisbane. It's also interesting to be reminded of company names that no longer exist. Ossat, OTC and Marconi, now part of BAE, to name just a few.
0: This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print When you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au.
1: Now, just ahead of the social scene, a look at what's expected for next week's broadcast. An extension of the highly successful ANZAC 100 program, the WIA, AGM in Norfolk, Island, A perfect storm of change faced by the WIA. Promoting our hobby and what it has to offer... Plus, in the ANZAC articles published in Amateur Radio magazine, a very interesting story on radio amateurs during World War II. That's all next week here on WIA and the National News Service. But on the social scene. November 14 in VK4, it's the Gold Coast Ham Fest. November 14 in VK3, it's QRP by the Bay. Details from VK3YE. And November 29 in VK3, Rosebud Radio Fest, 9am in Alambie Avenue, Rosebud. Now, till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB.
0: Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service.